0: Hey everyone, Evan the Paramedic Coach back with another podcast. And what we're talking about today is how to become a better EMT once you are certified. So, if you're a new EMT or about to become one or thinking about being one, this podcast is for you. So, I got a few things I want to talk about. Number one is something called the pre call talk communication with your partner before the call. You're in the ambulance and let's say you get dispatched, you have a priority one, lights and sirens call, you're going to a chest pain, difficulty breathing, 64 year old female patient. What starts going through your head? What equipment do you need? As you're driving lights and sirens to the call, while you are getting, you know, looking around, of, you know, scene awareness, once you get on scene, right, driving there, helping your partner navigate traffic, if if they're driving and vice versa, right, for example. The notes on your computer in the ambulance say they're on the third floor. Hey, I'm going to grab the stair chair. You grab the jump bag, right? So simple eight. Well, it's chest pain, difficulty breathing. What might it be? It could be a heart attack. It could be a pneumothorax. It could be pulmonary embolism. It could be cardiac tamponade. It could be pericarditis, right? It could be um, asthma, right? So we start saying, okay, well, if it is some of these things, what equipment do we need? What do we need to bring in for a chest pain? Right? If it's trauma, oh, we need to bring this in, right? You see? So someone has a broken leg. Oh, we need to bring, you know, uh, we need to bring splints. You see where I'm going with this? So you want to know as soon as you get scene who's doing what? Who's in charge of what? Who's driving on the call? Who's what we call teching the call? Who's gonna be in charge of the patient care on the call? And how is this gonna work? What are the first steps we get on scene? What equipment do we get? Those, that's number one. I call it the pre-call talk. Without doing a pre-call talk, and people that don't do this, especially if you have a new partnership or, you know, new providers, really anybody, they're not going to be in good communication. What ends up happening is that lack of communication shows to the family, shows to the patient, and you become, you know, kind of bewildered and all over the place. So you got to be in constant communication before the call, so you know what to expect once you're there. Secondly, as a new EMT, especially if you're thinking about becoming a paramedic, is what we call patient assessment skills. So your ability to assess a patient and figure out are they sick or not sick, is a life threat or not, and think about what diseases, what emergencies are going on with the patient based upon the history, the vital signs, the assessment that you've done, right? So understanding the risk factors, the signs and symptoms, and how to treat everything that you're gonna see. Knowing when you have time on scene versus no, we need to go right now, that's the biggest thing. Why, why is EMS here? Of course, it's getting that treatment in early on someone who's sick and injured, yes the main thing, identifying life threats is the biggest thing. And that is part of your patient assessment. So that is huge. The third thing is working on your communication skills with the patient and the patient's family. How to actually get that feeling of like, okay, I'm in, I'm in charge of this scene. I need to talk to the patient. I need to talk to the family. One of the biggest things I can bring up, it's easy for you to do. Always tell the patient what you're thinking and what you are doing as you're doing it. I try to think, okay, if you were the patient, you want someone walking you through the steps on why you're doing what you're doing and what you're doing. You don't wanna just throw stickers and IVs and oxygen masks at somebody. You wanna, hey, right now your oxygen level's a little low, so we're gonna give you oxygen. We're, we're doing this skill because of X, Y, Z. Um, it, you, it looks like you may have a broken leg here, so we're going to splint you here. We're going to you know, put this ice pack here, right? Get where I'm going with this. Walk the patient through what's going on. Let them know what's going on. Always be honest. Never lie to your patient. Number four, you go to a bariatric patient. And let's say you're unable to lift this patient from the bed or the ground to the chair or the stretcher you need a bariatric ambulance or you need more hands. You need more help. This has to do with two things, number four. One, you always, always call for help early because that's gonna help patient outcome. So if you have an idea, you get on the scene, oh, this does not look good. We probably need extra hands. Call in for the fire department, call in for another ambulance, like a lift assist, right? where you need lifting assistance because the patient is bariatric, or even if they're in an awkward situation and you need a certain rescue or whatever, right? The next piece is when to call ALS, advanced life support, when to call a paramedic because you're an EMT and you're like, wow, some scenarios for you I want to just throw at you to think about. You're very far away from the hospital and the patient's very sick or very injured, right? Now, what, what do I mean by very sick or very injured? Their vital signs are abnormal, so, for example, like bradycardia, tachycardia, uh, hypotensive, right? These are things that we look at. Low blood pressure, high heart rate, low heart rate, right? This is where we, hey, we need a paramedic. We got to fix some of these vital signs. That they're going to go into arrest or go unresponsive, right? Or airway management. Things aren't working. We need a paramedic, right? These are some of the things that we think about, right? Or, oh, man, this patient needs this medication, but, wow, we're 30 minutes away from the hospital. What do we do, Right? or in more rural areas. Oh, this patient's severely injured. We need to call a helicopter in of critical care medics to get them to transport to this hospital. This community hospital will not take this trauma patient. We got to fly them. let's call the flight team. These are things you want to do early and often. So don't be scared to ask for extra help. Don't be a superhero. As a paramedic, I rather an EMT crew call me and okay, wasn't that critical? but I was able to help the patient faster. Always rather have that. Always. And any paramedic that's bothered by that shouldn't be working as a paramedic anymore. Right? That's your job to help. So that's what we do. So number five is going to be scene awareness. Let's say you're working as an EMT paramedic crew. If you're in the EMT and you're working with a paramedic, the job of the EMT really is managing scene awareness, you know, gathering histories, right? Um, How are we going to get this patient from here to the ambulance? Uh, Assisting the paramedic, checking the paramedics back, you know, EMT save paramedics. You've probably heard that before, right? So helping your medic out, a lot of logistical stuff, right? Where the paramedic is like hyper-focused on how, like what's going on with this patient? Like let's go through like, you know, risk factors, histories, like, you know, doing an assessment, like how do I, what treatment should I go with? You know, wh- what should we do? Focusing on like patient care while the logistic end is the EMT when they're working together. Good logistics, good patient care combined, great team. That's how it works usually. That's a great EMT paramedic team. So when we're a new EMT, you want to get really skillful at Lifting and moving patients, right? Getting really good at assisting your paramedic. So for example, setting up CPAP, setting up NEB, setting up EKGs, setting up IVs. Knowing the medicines that your paramedic carries. So, you know, we're at an SVT call. Hey, do you want do you want adenosine, right? Well, hey, this patient's having an asthma attack. You want me to grab a NEB? You want me to take the albuterol out of your back? You get what I'm saying? Almost like thinking a step ahead. Right? Doesn't mean you're gonna. Doesn't mean. It, doesn't mean that you're just gonna jump and do it. You're gonna say, okay, we're on the same wavelength, you know, knowing in the with the experience how to get patients out of an awkward, you know, lifting situation. So the paramedic, you can focus on that while the paramedic is treating while you're still on scene. Get where I'm going with this? So those are some of the things that make a great EMT partner. Now, a lot of you asked in the comments about how to prepare for school, how to get through school and how to pass NREMT. The first link in the description is a study tool that I give to all my students to accomplish all of that. It's called the Video Vault. Inside the Video Vault is over 480 videos of content, audio files, worksheets, practice quizzes, our community group. What I do in the Video Vault is take all the concepts you need to know, to pass school at NREMT, and I break them down simply for you. So that way you just follow along with the videos, you follow the study plan and you pass. I give my students lifetime access in the first link in the description, and I'll see you on the inside.